Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Gigantic. It is November 13th, 2023. It is Gigantic Pop number 11 tonight. Talking about the best NES Nintendo games of all time. Talking about WWE moving NXT to the CW, Survivor Series predictions, and more. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Giri. Good to see you guys. Monday Night Raw just ended. It feels like old times. It does. It does. I agree. It's been a minute, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How did you do this for so long on the East Coast, Matt, at like 11 o'clock at night <laughs> on a Monday? Not, not wanting to. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest and we had to grease those palms a little extra yeah right <laughs> hey, at least you're not in your truck you know you're you're in a, in inside indoors it's good uh oh man um i did i did the wrestling inc podcast alone the other night for last week how there was they a stop, scheduling stop caring <laughs> no, no, no. Wrestling gives static. If you're watching this, you care. Uh, there was just a scheduling mishap. Oh no, Matt! I no, just talked. How did you cover it? I'm saying. I, I mean, I've done like a radio show before and stuff, but I could always toss to music. I couldn't do that for this. I did 45 minutes. Where I was like, okay, now we're gonna talk about the news. Now we're gonna talk about the results. And I just I leaned on the chat room. The chat room was so supportive. So I was able to put comments there. I was able to interject their opinion. Like it, it was super weird, but you know, now that I've done it, uh, I could safely say I never want to do that again. <laughs> I bet. That's rough. I bet. <laughs> uh, Cause that never hey, happened. Yeah. To be fair, you should be paid double for that because you had to do double the work, right? <laughs> that is true. If I showed up to do my job tomorrow and I did somebody else's job for them, I definitely would expect to be paid. <laughs> For that person as well. Well, put that put, put that on the invoice. Multiply it by yeah. two and, and well, see what happens. What so, happens? in the past, okay. So there happened times before um, where I think maybe Matt, you had something at the last minute, or maybe Issa or somebody was out, and I like watched the podcast or watched the show, and then I was like, okay, we're just not going to do the podcast. But I think that I was kind of bummed that if I known ahead of time, it would have been nice to have a night off. But I was like. I already spent two hours watching the show spending 45 minutes talking about it now like is not that bad you know yeah like the time was already sunk so yeah it is what it is but no it's it's good to be with you guys um so yeah uh let's do we want to talk about nxt going to cw before we dive into some nintendo stuff start off with that miss sounds fine to me uh I think I think the biggest takeaway with NXT going to CW is NWA and how that affects them because that was rumored to be their uh, their TV deal. Now Mike Johnson, a PW insider, he's basically reported that there was never really any solid uh, reporting that uh, that that uh, NWA was going to CW. It it seemed like it was more uh, speculation, but. Mm. Um, 
I, I don't know where this leaves NWA, you know, because if you look at the landscape of television right now, who else do they got? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, women of wrestling is like first run syndication, right? Yep. Syndication. And and outside of that, you know, you look at the the top players, you got TNT, which, you know, is already taken NBCU, taken Fox, taken for now. Um, so, yeah, it, it kind of leaves very few options for for the NWA. And, and uh, you know, it, it's tough. It's really tough to be number two. When you have a strong number one, it's way tougher to be number three or number four. And mm. that's kind of where NWA kind of finds itself right now. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one. So hang on. I'm confused. I thought he said he was going to be on two networks. That's what he said. Well, he said they had two TV deals. Now, I think one was the reality show, which mm. is uh, and, and that still might happen on CW. But as far as the other, as far as actual NWA, I, I just don't, uh, it's I, not looking, there's no way it's going to be on with WWE. So here's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting that it probably was in the works. It probably was talked about. And last second, the WWE decided, you know, I had a feeling WWE was probably going to think they were going to resign again or go somewhere else possibly with NXT. Um, and it turned out, you know, CW had the best offer or whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it. And because of that, uh, now NWA is out, in my opinion. Hmm. That's, what, that's kind of what it looks like. I mean, maybe it was real, maybe not. I mean, I think, you it know, it could have been, it could have been a legitimate offer and whatever you want to call it, a deal until yeah. WWE, which I'm sure CW did not know was going to say, hey, by the way, you know, <laughs> we're not resigning with. We're not coming back to uh, you know USA or whatever. We we can come on your network. Yeah, I mean that's the one thing with TV, right? Until it's signed and delivered, it's you don't know. It's never a, you just don't know. You got to think for Billy Corgan right now. This has got to be so strange because Tony Khan has all this attention on him for better or worse. Everyone wants to see what AEW is going to do. WWE like can't lose. Too big to fail. The definition of do these have so much momentum with the Endeavor thing. And if, as if that wasn't enough for uh, Billy Corgan, OVW like is having this amazing boom period due to Netflix where every show is selling out every week. Hot. I mean, the hottest probably it's, it's been certainly since the WWE Mm -hmm. relationship stopped. Um, And it's like NWA just can't catch a break. You're right. COVID hurt. COVID hurt them really badly. Yeah. They had some nice momentum at the start. Um, and I'm surprised they've never merged with Impact. That actually seems like the potentially logical move. Or TNA. Oh, they they kind of got burned by Impact. Yeah. Uh, Billy and Corgan w- lent. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying Billy Corgan lent them that money. Remember at the end there? And and then they kind of screwed Billy Corgan out of that deal. But um, When he was working with Impact, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, they're two different shows. Those are two completely yeah. different contexts. NWA no, World is old school throwback, right? And Impact is, I don't know. Hmm. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. I mean, I always hear good stuff about Impact. And people seem I very excited about the TNA revival. I, I honestly, I hear the same thing in con- like on Twitter in random places. Yeah. I mean, Impact, it, Impact's been good quality-wise. It's just that there is so much wrestling on TV right now that... Yes. You know, between WWE and AEW, if you if you include NXT, what is that like? Twelve hours of wrestling a week between the two shows. Yeah. Um, so it it just makes it tough to to create demand for a third brand when you have that much. 
Yeah. I give impact credit and Matt, you certainly, I mean, you were back there briefly a few years ago, but it seems like they figured out due to their parent company and however much money they make them, they don't overspend. They make the most of what they have. And, you know, to their credit, like they're still going strong. They still do decent live numbers uh, wherever they go. And people speak well of them. They, they, I think it's funny that they have benefited more from this boom period, but it's not, like the impact of old where it's like, oh, we don't know how they're doing with money, what's going to happen. They've got it dialed in now, it seems like. To sustain. I, hope, I do hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't know. You know, I think it, it takes... I feel like they feel like AEW light right now. Mm. They have good matches and everything, but you see good matches all over the place right now. So un- until you have something that differentiates yourself, from the competition uh it's it's just gonna be a a rough go and i kind of feel like that's where they're at right now and ironically it's nwa that's the only show that i've seen that has any kind of different feel to it to the others Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean aew feels different from wwe but yes um yes right but But still still formatting goes um way the picture itself looks as weird as that may sound all of it is just so much different when I watched uh, anything from NWA. Right. It just seems so hard to make time for another wrestling show right now. And especially they have no stars. They lost LA Knight. They lost uh, James Storm. You know, like those guys were just great. You know, Nick Aldis, uh, they they were just great promos. They really uh, made you want to watch that show. And I mean, who do they got right now? Yeah. Weird, but the CW NXT that's gonna be different. No more overruns. Um, and I wonder what it's gonna do on the ratings because right now, most West Coast fans have a variety of legal ways to watch the East Coast airing of NXT, but on the CW, that's not gonna be easily possible. I'm just gonna be honest, CW is still a big network. Are they still do they have actual yeah. shows on there that people are watching nowadays or no? No. They had all the DC stuff. I mean, I think they still have Superman. Mm, that's right. And Flash. Yeah. Yeah. Riverdale uh, back in the day. Riverdale. Arrow. I mean, Riverdale just ended. Um, Did it? Did it really? Yeah. What did like it? Riverdale, the Archie series. Where it was all like supernatural. Watched... It's supposedly good. actually a good show. It was yeah. a good show. I, I, I watched the first couple seasons. It was. Uh... Did you say it was a supernatural? Yeah. They incorporated, they did like a lot of crazy well, shit. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to okay. watch it tonight. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's not the Archie comics of our youth. It's a different. No, it's dark. Okay. It's dark. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, Glenn, I think. Yeah. What do I think? Where can I? Where can I watch that on my phone? Uh, it's got to be streaming somewhere, right? I think it's on I Netflix. Think. Uh, yeah, it's probably on Netflix. Okay. I'll just, it's I'll, it's yeah. one. I think that's where I watched it. it. It was one of those. I don't know if it's still on. There, Thanks. But, yeah. Um. So we'll see. I mean, CW. But hey, good. WWE got that money. Uh, WWE stock is still down. I think TKO. Yeah. Yeah. TKO. Sorry. Um, the raw <laughs> rights numbers are probably going to be the big determining factor for the trajectory that the future, this is not financial advice. Um, <laughs> it, it'll be interesting. Cause right now you look at where TNT TBS, uh, cause with AEW, um, if WBD does try to make an offer for WWE, <laughs> which, you know, they're, they are apparently in the picture. Um, that would be disastrous for pro wrestling, in my opinion. You know, if what? Like, if what? So th- there is, uh, there has been 
there have been reports that WBD is interested in WWE. Like they've had WBD. Warner Brothers so, Discovery. TNT, wow. TBS. And so H- the, the rights fees are up next year. So if they drop AEW and go to WWE, that doesn't leave many options for AEW, really. Outside of FS1 is like the only the only realistic one. Yeah. And they'll go the way of TNA. I mean, no disrespect to them today, but went when, you know, right after I left, going from Spike to some other network that was lesser, another network after that that was even lesser than right. that. And then these next networks I never heard of a day in my life. Yeah, Pop TV. I don't think I ever. That was Pop. Was the first one I think, right? That they that I believe so. I remember I, I retired and came back like three years later and wrestled a pay per view. Um, yeah. Just so Jackson could see me wrestle live, and I think I remember like them. Hey, make sure you tweet out, and like Pop was like the at I had to put in there. So I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's weird because yeah. Pop took off. Pop had the U.S. rights to Shit's Creek, a huge uh, oh. comedy. Yeah, even yeah. I know what that means. And then that like took off, but wrestling didn't yeah, work. Yeah. Um, so what I want to know, Matt, about the Spike TV years, like, yeah. did you get to go to the upfronts? Did you get to do any cross promotion with mm-hmm. like Blade the series or anything? No, uh, there is, but we got to do, I got to do upfronts for him. Yeah. That's nice. It's fun. I was your main, let me, I'm going to sound arrogant, but I, whenever I tell people like, listen, I was on the road four to five days every week for just about 12 and a half years straight. They're like, Come on, we were in TNA. You went on the road four days a week. You guys only did two house shows and one TV. No, I would because I was a PR guy. So mm-hmm. I would go to the town before we would get there or in advance if it was like a big pay-per-view down the road later that month. Um, and I'd stay there a day afterwards as well to do more or be flown to where we're going to be going the following week um, and do all their PR for them. Ironically, do things like I'm doing now as a mayor or commissioner in my city yeah. now in Longwood. But like doing things like that, ribbon cuttings I've done with on behalf of TNA. I swear to God, I even gave a championship belt to a mayor somewhere in Arkansas. Um, just random places. Um, it's funny, Matt. In the like seven years I've known you, I know you have a degree in communications. Mm. We have never talked about you doing PR work for TNA, which is crazy to me as someone who's worked in public relations and marketing. <laughs> Like and consulted for that and worked on that for so much of my life. That's I, I don't know why I never put that together with your yeah. degree. I and I like doing it. I like being the, the dependent on. I like the fact that they know that they could depend on me rather. Yeah, and that's and, interesting and, thing and, about and you stand after. out too. You know, like it, it's a smart right. so tool to use. That's it. So if you're not watching wrestling. You see a seven foot three hundred pound guy walk in with the back down with a big long beard. You know what I mean? All You're right. gonna stick out, right? So like, oh, that guy looks like a wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. To like somebody who All doesn't right. watch wrestling ever, and it's meeting. And then you're also, company. and you're also well spoken and everything else. So it, you know, like it, uh, it, it, it made total sense for them to use Mike. We- I, was, I was Mike Weber's uh, idea, and then mm. got stuck with that for about five years straight with them. You're doing all the morning uh, TV and local radio. I did like it though. I yeah. love I love promoting that complex. I really did love working there. I did. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. I mean, I think, uh, and people don't realize that actually. This one thing I like about the OVW show, the wrestlers on Netflix, at least that shows. I mean, I used to do concert promotion back in the '90s. Like, it shows everything that goes in yes. to yep. spreading the word to get people to actually show up for something. It is not as easy mm-hmm. as you just buy an ad or. Nowadays, oh, you send out tweets and you do stuff on Facebook. There's, I mean, it's 
it's evolved, but there's still a lot of work that goes into promoting live events. Yeah, nobody was still doing the flyers on windshields that we did. I remember when we were there. Yeah, God, I never want to put up a flyer again in my life. I've gone through easily 200 staple guns in my life. Because <laughs> they always break or you always lose them. But uh, that, no, any, that show was great. We should we should cover it one of these weeks. Wrestlers? Oh, that was so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah good. Really so good. good. It's interesting. We haven't heard a follow-up though. Hollywood uh, Haley J had that trial with WWE. She was not medically cleared. She she had a dark match with AEW. Oh, uh, recently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. After I, the show aired. Yeah. And, I think but, uh, uh, she'd be great in NXT. You know. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, but we'll see. Um. So let's talk a little bit this week. Let's take a hard turn. Uh, actually, this goes yes. a little back to my past, but let's talk about the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. These kids these days, they know the yeah. Mario Kart. They know the Switch, but they've never blown into a cartridge to try and get a broken game to work. They've never sat there and just literally mashed on the buttons with the plastic. Yeah. Uh, they've never sit there and told their younger sibling when they were playing a two-player game, hey, if you fall off this cliff in Mario, it takes you to a secret world, and then they die, so it's your turn. They don't know. That's pretty but, good. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was my big move as a child, to troll my brothers. When you when you buy your Nintendo, what, what game did that come with? I had the combo. Oh, Matt, you first. You first. I had the, the big one. Stupid gyro might. Gyro might and duck hunt. And rob, and rob the robot I never used, but Duck Hunt, I love Duck Hunt. It was my second favorite game when it first came out. Wow. Yeah, I had the one yeah. um, just with the Zapper, Duck Hunt, and the Mario Brothers, but not the one that was on the same cartridge, which later happened. Mm. Sorry. Broncos win. Sorry. I'm okay. turning this off, but uh, yes. all right. They, they uh, scored right there at the end? They scored yeah, it? They got, they got the field goal right at the end. Good. I had the field goal kicker on my fantasy team. Sorry. Bigfoot <laughs> Sneaker saying the best NES game is the Super Mario Duck Hunt combo, and using that gun was amazing. It was. It was. I loved yeah. it. Hogan's Alley. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, what, what? Which one did you get, Raj, of the the the? I, I, it was Gyromite and Duck Hunt. Damn. And Gyromite. I can't. I can't even remember what that game was. Well, glad if you remember, this was the expensive one. That was yeah. That was the hundred and fifty to one hundred ninety nine dollar one. Yeah. I know. I know about it. that. Was on my list for Christmas, you and my mom was. Rob? I get well, spoiled brat. I feel bad now because she paid an extra 50 bucks for a stupid robot I never used. I mean, if uh, you had it unopened, do you know how much that'd be worth if you had the entire system never touched? Ooh. I mean, like, unopened copies of Mario are going for like five and six figures. Ooh. Uh, like, it's it's crazy, right? I mean, I granted it's a, it's a bubble, it's it's probably already bursting, but uh, mm. yeah, man. I mean, the, the robot one, like, that was huge. That was before you I, could just get the system with uh, Mario or the bare bone system. Did it, what, what other games did that robot work for? I don't remember. I think that was it. Like, I, I only remember it for that game, and, and that was kind of it. But, dude, I mean, come on. We had Akari. So, Akari Warriors was the Contra before Contra. <laughs> I, <laughs> loved Akari, I loved Akari Warriors when that first came out. And in retrospect, I went and looked it up online. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't believe I thought these graphics were good when they first came out. <laughs> So I told you guys, like I was in Nintendo Power, like yes. I was listed uh, uh, high score for Contra. Uh, uh, they had a max score of like nine 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 nine, and so what happened was I had the uh, the, the fire gun, and yes. the timing worked out. There was one level where you, if there's these rocks that just keep falling, and every time you shoot the rock, you, your points keep going up, and oh. so 
I just put my chair on the controller, left it on overnight, <laughs> and in the morning, I hit. I, I didn't even know there was a maximum score, but I woke up in the morning, had the maximum score. We had a Polaroid, took it, sent it in, boom, I was in Nintendo Power. I, I'm very impressed <laughs> by that. Very impressed, especially as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Game, wow. game the system. <laughs> you did, uh, but, but Metroid. Oh God, how many? Uh, du- Double Dragon. Kid, Kid Icarus. Well, I mean, Double Dragon, though. Remember the arcade game Double Dragon? That remember when the NES version came out? And it was like... I do. I do. How about <laughs> this? How about this? You guys remember Russian Attack, but we always would pronounce it incorrect? It was yeah. Rush. R-S-H-N-Attack. Right. Yeah. And we would say, like, Russian Attack. Like, the Russians are attacking. <laughs> oh, or Rampage. Man. You guys ever play Rampage? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was the problem, though. So for me, I mean, th- when we get to the tail end of Nintendo, my frustration was that you would play these arcade games and you'd love the game. And then yeah. the NES version, like Marble Madness, would come out. And you're like, oh, except bad. one, except one. one. And that was Mike Tyson's punch out, which was better yeah. than the arcade normal knock uh, punch out. The normal knock punch out. Yeah, they did it. They made it a much they, they made it a better game. Um because oh, you had the geez. little Mac in, in Mike Tyson's punch out, whereas the yeah. arcade version, you were still the same size. You just it was a green green and visible whatever. Right. Arcade yeah. game is way harder. I've never beat the arcade game. I did, but it, it, it was harder, I agree. But 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 not wait. No, it Mr. wasn't. Dude, was you, yeah, dude. If you know no, it wasn't. It was uh Super Macho Man, I thought it was second to last. It was the last. No? Was it Sandman or Macho Man? No, Sandman was like one of the last oh, two to three bosses. Okay. I could have won Super Macho Man. Yeah. Come on. The thing, okay, here's the thing about the arcade punch out is that the patterns, at least when it first came out, because remember also they had standalone games and they had the Play Choice 10 games that had all the different ones in it that you could choose. And it was one, but I don't remember people oh. know, like, I didn't know the patterns for the original punch out when that came out, which is what why do you mean I by that? The patterns like, like, like Ball Bowl when, when you got yeah, to King Hippo. Oh. Remember? Like I didn't know the the game. Uh, like punch uh, in the belly and then two two uppercuts. Would you the first time you did that with King Hippo when you punch him in the gut and his pants fall down? Could you not wait to show your parents? It's like, look at this, Dad. (laughs) I thought that was like the coolest thing. It was cool. I remember Ball Bull. They have two versions because he comes back later and he's just hard as hell to beat and can't beat. Yeah, him with that gut. You hit him with that gut shot as he charges you, right? Yeah, you have to time it perfectly to to dodge. Because other it's an automatic knockout. It's not. It doesn't even weaken you. It just knocks yeah. you out. I mean, it's you. Okay, so it's Glass Joe, Piston Hurricane, Bald Bull, Kid Quick, Pizza Pasta. That's Kid culturally Quick. sensitive. This must no, be later. No, 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 that's, 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 later. Not, that's not Mike Tyson. This isn't the NES. No, not Mike yeah. Tyson. No, no, no. I'm saying the arcade, the arcade version. Right. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so Mr. Sandman is the the big bad in the arcade version. Okay. Uh, boom. Tyson's, though. Find out for who's that on. Tyson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Easier, uh, Mike Tyson. Punch out. So Tyson's punch out. It was Super Macho Man was the last, and then you got Tyson. Yeah. Who was the, um, Mr. Sam? Sandman second to last. Okay. So, yeah. Sandman, Super Macho Man. Here we go. Uh, I I got it right here. Yeah, Glass yeah. Joe, Piston Hurricane, Bald Bull. Oh. Uh, Kaiser? Well, hold on. I'm getting there. Kid Quick. Wait, why is Kid Quick? No, oh, sorry, no, no, sorry. Okay, man. sorry, sorry, sorry. No, why is this in the wrong order? Mike Tyson. Sorry, Von Kaiser. You're right. Why? Okay, this order is terrible on this. Yeah. Von Kaiser, Piston Honda, Don Flamenco, King Hippo, Not then Mike Tyson, 
who was no. replaced by Mr. Whoa. Green. We, we we there was great tiger there was a ton well, of more mid yeah, carter I, yeah. I know this is yeah. super wikipedia has this super out of order hold on okay. i mean look i'm gonna find this it correctly. was last joe don flamenco um ball bull mm-hmm. uh gosh that was glass joe von kaiser Kaiser was two or three yeah yeah but regardless Yes. No, this is an important <laughs> conversation. And this is critical because Raj, if if your memory of this goes, like it's all over. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, like, okay. What's, what's the... Yes. True. <laughs> Here we go. Glass Joe, Von Kaiser. Matt was right. Piston Honda, Don Flamenco, King Hippo, Great Tiger, Bald ah. Bull, Piston Honda again. Yeah. Soda Popinski, Bald Bull oh. again. <laughs> Don Flamenco again, yeah. Mr. Sandman, Super Macho Man, and Mike Tyson. Yeah. I thought there was two bald bulls. Am I making that up? No, yeah, there was. All right. He's number seven and number 10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, second one's tough. The second one's tough because he, he knocks you out right away. Yeah. What uh, else games did you guys like? Metroid was probably Metroid blew my mind because um how you could walk in the wall and like find hidden areas and like yes. warp through things. Like I probably spent 80 hours on the game just trying to find stuff. Yep. Um and explore. Like that, I mean, like honestly, like that was a game that just like opened my imagination to what a video good, game could be. Good job, Vincent R. Yes, yeah, Vincent R remembers it. Well, with Metroid, that was my first yeah. game that Nintendo Power of the Magazine influenced me enough to go buy. Yeah. Yeah. Metroid was, was awesome. That and Kid Icarus came out like the same day. Um, yeah, so I remember. Yeah. And I had I Kid still, Icarus. I still know the, the theme song to Kid Icarus. Anyway. Um, but 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 Legend of Zelda though, I mean the original Super Mario Brothers is great, but Legend of Zelda was also the one where it was just like this. I think that's what made me want the system because it was like here's something you can only play at home. It's not an arcade game. That's a great game. Such an amazing game. So like people do people talk about that and give it the credit it deserves. First Zelda, the first real. If you really want to break it down and be nerdy about it, do people at least give it credit? Like, hey, is this kind of sort of the first open world game ever? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the first role-playing game in the U.S. There were role-playing games in, for for a, a console system, like of that was like as we know it, right? Where um, it was deep. Do you guys remember that when you would call the Nintendo hotline, they wouldn't yeah. always tell you the answer. They would give you weird cryptic clues to things, and it would be like, "I'm trying to find the entrance to this dungeon." And they're like, "Have you tried laying bombs around?" Rock structures, <laughs> and they all was, did that back then. Yes, man. it was uh, such a. They scam. wanted like, you to figure it out on your own. What was a free call? It was long distance. You didn't have to. Actually, originally it was an eight hundred number. I used to call it. Yeah. Uh, what was it? One eight hundred two four two two six zero two. Let me look at. It. Is that right? Uh, no, I do remember uh, the WWF hotline back. Yeah. Uh, the the night SummerSlam '88 happened. Yeah. And I, I I called the hotline. You have to sit through 20 minutes, right? <laughs> Before they get to the main event. And then at the end, they're like, if you want to know what Miss Elizabeth's secret weapon was, call this number. <laughs> you got to call another number. Ah. Call that. Then you got to sit through another 20 minutes. <laughs> it was but like my parents, thing... when they oh, got yeah. the phone bill, it was like 150 <laughs> bucks. 
the funny yeah. thing about the Nintendo one, originally it was a customer service line that was supposed to help you. Like, how do I hook this up to my TV? And people would call right. it and ask for advice for games. So yeah, it was 1-800-422-2602. And then because it was an 800 number, they were like, okay, we're, this is still going to be free, but we can't pay for it because they had to pay for the 100 number minutes. So then they changed it to 206-885-7529. But then you had to call long distance to call and talk to somebody to help you get through the game. And I would do that all the time. I would ask about like games that were coming out. Like I was just so, I remember being in junior high at school on the payphone, calling the 800 number and just like talking to the game counselors being like, how do you get a job at Nintendo? I want to make video games. Oh yeah. Do you ever beat a game? Did you ever beat a game uh, the weekend you got it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was, I want to say, because that Contra code came out very, 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 very quickly. Yeah. Um, we beat it as believe it or not the first time i beat it was with two players mm. yeah it's easier hard? with two players um oh. but anyways my, yes the answer is yes but guys like think about back in the 80s like when this first came out this was like the biggest christmas gift you could possibly get or oh. a birthday gift oh yeah and the same year like every kid just about not every kid but within those two years of it first coming out and then it's following year let's say i'd say just about every kid in america got this thing Oh yeah. No. And, and you didn't have the same kind of choice. I mean, right now PS5 is still like the the dominant uh, gaming Ooh. system right now, right? Yes it is. Uh, more than Switch or anything else. My my opinion, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh well, it, ha- it has I don't think it's outsold here. Let me see top US consoles. Let's see what the current numbers are at. Oh, I don't know about numbers. I just know about Yeah. Games and oh yeah, it's definitely the most better. in demand. By far. Um, yeah, well, I mean, dude, it's like I was able to get a new Xbox a year before I was able to find a PS5. Yeah. Like, I had to do... I, I mean, I, it was... I mean, this is the crazy thing about consoles now. I mean, Nintendo was a little hard to find maybe early on, but it's like, dude, if you want to find a PS5, you're going to those websites that hit refresh on, like, all the sites and send you a text alert, like, when something's mm-hmm. available. It's kind of ridiculous now what you have to do to get one, but... um. Oh, actually, no, the Switch is... Okay, so the most popular game console of all time uh, is the PlayStation 2 with 155 million sold. The Switch is at 132 million. That's actually kind of crazy. But the PS4 is at 117. So if you combine the PS4 and PS5, and which makes sense, that's the biggest because the PS4 is at 117. Xbox ain't nowhere on there, huh? Xbox, the 360... Yeah, is, or the Wii. The Wii's at 101 million. What's NES? I mean, hang on. Xbox 360. Xbox 360 is at 84 million. The Xbox One, the current uh, one, is 58 million. Wow. Uh, or pardon me, the current one's actually 21. So Xbox One was the one before that. But yeah, let's just look up the Nest just out of curiosity. The original uh, it was a different time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys uh, call it Nest? I don't ever recall calling it Nest. I did, but I worked in the video game. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. That's Glenn's uh, snobbery. He's thumbing his nose down at us, folks. Uh, uh, I mean, oh, I could man. be. I, no, I could man be worse. I, when, when, Glenn get, when Glenn gets off the show tonight, he's like, "Oh God, hon, it was it was horrible." Oh, can you, you can imagine my chagrin when I sit there and talk about bald bull <laughs> with Matt and Rod for two hours. They little they know. I could have been I worse. I could have been well. If you want to talk about the original Famicom, you know, from that's the Japanese name. Uh, but These the Nest, yeah, the Nest slash Famicom is sixty-one million combined worldwide. Really? So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, 
What about Neo Geo? If you were really cool, Brian, you should know what that was. <laughs> I had a Neo Geo. They sent me one, and I loaned wow. it to my friend Jeff Gersman, who I now do a video game nostalgia podcast with, and he fucking sold it, and he never gave it back to me. I was pissed. Mm. He sold uh, your wow. That, that, that system was way ahead of its time. Baseball star. There's so many cool things on that. Yeah, it was like a $500 system with $200 cartridges. Never be able to afford it. I'm just saying my friend Yanni, had, yeah. my best friend Yanni had it, and I would always go there to play it. Yeah, I've well, never the, played it. Yeah. The thing with the Neo Geo is it was the exact same. I mean, it was the exact same guts as the arcade system. This wasn't a port of the game. It was exactly what you played in the arcade. It's crazy. Yeah. You remember, um, remember Baseball Stars? What was Baseball Stars on that? What was Baseball Stars on? I believe Baseball Stars was on that. Yeah. Um, oh, Sandra O, oh, the Japanese home run king. Anytime he gets up the bat, hits a home run. How about, our, hey guys, for Nintendo, RBI Baseball. Did you guys get into that at all? I mean, that was the first great baseball game on the NES. Never played baseball. That was my favorite. That was my favorite yeah. game for quite a long time. Oh, because before they played double the, dribble. Did you guys play double dribble? Oh, oh I yeah. love double dribble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the spiritual, uh, uh, well, sibling of Blades of Steel, the hockey game. Like Konami yes. had a bunch of those. That was good. Yes, Konami. Konami was awesome. So when I went to Japan for the first time, wrestling for New Japan, we passed by Konami. I almost freaking had like a heart attack on the tour bus there. Like what? My like, Konami. Like I used to play all their games all when right. I was a kid, and they're like. Yes, Bigfoot Seeker and Mega Man, so underrated. I mean, Mega yeah. Man's still going. There've been, and really? there's like Mega Man kart racing games. Like Mega Man is like they've yeah. reinvented that a bunch of times. It's just a great idea that you steal the powers of the bosses you defeat. And yes. I mean, Mega Man, yeah, that great idea. Those so with Nintendo, the interesting thing about the Nintendo Entertainment System is okay. So you have the first party games, and first party means Nintendo made the game, which is yeah. your Mario Brothers, Zelda, Punch Out, uh, yeah. Oh, Excite Bike. Yes, Excite Bike. Uh, RC Pro Am. Those are Nintendo oh, games. Oh, yeah. Those are usually Red Racer. great. Red, yes. Red Racer Red Racer was a we beat it the weekend we got it. I was disappointed with that. Because Red oh, Racer yeah. was pretty easy. <laughs> um, but then you had your third-party games. And of those, like anything by Konami, like Contra, Double Dribble, uh, Goonies 2, Castlevania. Like those were all solid oh, games. Love both those. Goonies 2 was yeah. awesome. Goonies was awesome. So was Castlevania. And Metroid then, was was Konami, right? No, Metroid was Nintendo. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Surprisingly, yes. Yeah, Capcom did Mega Man back before Street Fighter. Capcom was known for Mega Man uh, yeah. and a lot of uh, decent arc, uh, like arcade ports, like 1941 things like that. But then the problem with Nintendo though was then I mean I'll just I'll just call them out by name like when LJN started making games like those really shitty licensed games oh, like Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street gotcha based on the paintball game like they had a lot of shitty third-party games like that's what in my mind i forgot lj and made video games with the rainbow around it uh, yeah mm -hmm. but before you could rent games that was the problem is you'd buy something like that and you were like this sucks like tnc surf designs it's like oh, oh there's a surfing level and a skating level and i was like this game isn't that great the sur uh, surfing you, was surfing was good. impossible to do the surfing was impossible yeah. to do if you remember um, did you guys ever play uh, WrestleMania by Acclaimed? Oh, yeah. 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 God, the that was the worst pro wrestling game, I think, ever, ever made. It, I, it was like E.T. Yeah. Uh, on Atari. It was just, I mean, pro wrestling was awesome. Well, pro, like, pro wrestling, King Slender yeah, and yeah. King Amazon. Yes. Starman. Yeah. That was awesome. Starman. That was one of the best. Yeah. The backward and then when, Yeah. And, and, but to your point, Glenn, like when uh, you didn't get to try it out. So when... Uh, WWF had WrestleMania come out on Acclaimed. I bought it, and it was just clunky, terrible. 
it, it just felt like no. it was a, a beta release. It was there's it was one good acclaim game, and that's Wizards and Warriors. Like, because I'm looking at oh, this yeah, list, and a lot of that these, I mean, they they did the port of Winter Games. Um, they had WWF. They had a Knight Rider game. They had the Double Dragon Two arcade port. They had Narc, which was a shitty port of the arcade yeah. game. Uh, Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of bad, bad stuff. But it was funny as a claim later. Um, for future systems, they paired up with Midway, who made Mortal Kombat and NBA Jam, and they would do the home versions of those, which were good. But yeah, like bad third parties is what burned me out as a game player. And that's why I started renting games because it was just, you never knew if you were getting something good, you know, Nintendo power put everything over because that was Nintendo's yeah. official magazine. Yes. Um, You're not going to say this game sucked. Yeah. It wasn't until <laughs> game pro came out and electronic oh, gaming I, monthly. I forgot like, about that you had um, well. And then when I started reviewing video games professionally for the San Francisco examiner, but uh yeah, like you needed, but you needed people to tell you that because you didn't want to spend 50 or 60 bucks on a cartridge that, you know, you were going to want to return or, you know, stop playing after a day. That was a big yeah. deal back then. Um, the weird thing is games now are actually, it's kind of weird how games have stayed roughly the same price given all the other inflationary concerns. Um, the game, new games are still like 60 bucks. Yeah. But I remember buying Pitfall on Atari 2600. That was like 70 bucks back. It's crazy. So crazy. That, my opinion, was the first great like game for yeah. like the original Atari, the original Atari. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Pitfall was good. Um, with the Nintendo, though, yeah, I think uh, Zelda definitely all time class. I mean, if I just say the top three NES games, and it's, it's, it's like this is so easy, it's just like Mario, Metroid, and Zelda. And probably, I'd probably go Zelda, Metroid, Mario, if I had to pick. I For think me, you have. Raj. Go, 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 Matt. I was going to say uh, Punch-Out, Pro yeah. Wrestling. Uh, what's that? Number three. Uh, Punch-Out, Pro Wrestling, and Super Mario. Yeah. All, again, all Nintendo first-party titles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mine would have been my, I throw a mix of both of yours, Super Mario. Um, Mike Tyson's Punch Out, definitely Zelda. Zelda's my number one, but which it's, Mario should be number one, obviously. But um, Glenn was going to ask you was um, what what ended up? They just started all just growing, right? They they, they yeah. just had like not like them eight bit. Remember that commercial? Was that Sega? <laughs> yes, Genesis like, does what Nintendo don't. That's right, and I suck. I got suckered into that and got it. It was all right, but like. Those games were so bad. Like the the brand games, their the Sega's like games like that came with it, it were horrible. Well, at first, because at first you were getting and you were getting with Altered Beast, which was great for like an afternoon. Mm, okay, um, I have the same like feeling I had when I got Super Mario Brothers and World yeah. Rangers. I was playing it like crazy. I remember what got me to buy a Genesis, and actually, I sold a bunch of Nintendo games through the newspaper. Um, and that's how I bought my Genesis. What I wanted to play is I wanted to play Golden Axe at home, like because that, that was a fantastic game. Yeah. Although again, it was an arcade game, so you could beat that in an afternoon. Um, it wasn't Fantasy Star 2 was my first like deep experience yeah. on the Genesis because that game takes you like 60 hours yeah. to get through. Um, and it's very well done. So it's a very it's still still a really good game. I replayed it uh last year. Um, but the, with the Genesis look pre once they got Sonic the Hedgehog, once they got EA Sports, that was cool. 
Yeah, once they had Street Fighter, like a really good version of Street Fighter, Mortal and Kombat with the blood. Lakers versus Celtics in the NBA playoffs. That was early. That was an early EA game. That was even before the NBA series. But Genesis, um, again, the problem was third party and their first party games weren't as strong as Nintendo's because with the SNES, um, Nintendo kind of stumbled out the gate and Genesis really stole their thunder. You remember they were like, oh, Sonic is a super fast, cool game, and Super Mario World is slow, and it's for kids. Oh, Ninja Gaiden was really good. I forgot Ninja Gaiden. I, I'm actually put, I'm changing my answer to really? Punch Ninja Out Ninja Pro Ninja Wrestling Ninja. and Ninja Gaiden. Was, that think, was awesome. It was like a movie when you, yeah. when you started. It was what? like really advanced. No, my favorite third-party games for the NES, though, to go back to that, I think Ninja Gaiden, Bionic Commando, and the original Metal Gear. I forget that. Why am I forgetting that? Yeah. Original Metal Gear was a deep game. Bionic Commando, you had the robotic arm so you could swing from things. You could like uh, shoot your Wait, grappling This was on hook. NES or Super yeah. NES? Yeah, no, Bionic Commando was NES. Wow. Okay. So it was the first Metal mm -hmm. Gear. In the first Pretty Metal Gear, there were passcodes. Like you had to like figure out the passcode off like a guard and then use that to get past things. Like it was a mm -hmm. deep game. On the normal NES? On the first Metal Gear, mm -hmm. yes. Wow. Wow. I, did, I, I feel like I would have played that. That's, where, that's wild. Yeah, yeah that's good. It's a good game. Um, All right, real quick, real quick. Yeah. You're super. I know you're running the show here, but like, no, no. Um, so your favorite Super Mario Brothers game? So the first one is still really solid. You know, Super Mario Two in the U.S. is different than Super Mario Two in Japan. Super Mario Two in the U. So Super Mario Two in Japan looks exactly like the first one, except it's way more difficult. It has different levels, but it's the same style. Um, so for the U.S., they were like, audiences are going to want something different. So there was a game in Japan that was called like Arabian Nights or something. And that's why there's all the sand in it and whatnot. So they basically just changed the characters to Mario characters for Super Mario Brothers 2 in the U.S., um, which is still a good game. I still like that like game it. quite a bit. And then 3, I was, though, I, I think 3 you, was overrated. Sorry, what were you going to say? Who did you use most on Super Mario 2? I always used the princess because she, she could fly. Yeah. Princess was good, or I, I would just be a Mario originalist. I actually you know? thought three was the best. Three was three was three was too me. complicated for me. Uh, I do remember being a little complicated. I do that. I remember yeah. that part. Yeah. Now there's like 15 buttons you got to use when you play these games. It's uh, you get these kids these days with all their buttons. Listen, brother, I was intimidated <laughs> picking up my first like PlayStation remote and with the 55,000 things I thought I'd have to press. But you uh, get it. once you get a game, you really get your seat, your teeth sunk into. You'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, but you can play. So if you buy, Matt, they have this available on the Switch called Super Mario All-Stars. It's got all the original Mario games, and they even did some remasters of them, mm. so they look better. But it's got what they call Super Mario The Lost Levels. That's the Japanese Super Mario 2. So I'm such a loser. I saw a kid playing it on YouTube, and I watched it. What a freaking yeah. loser I am. <laughs> What a loser. I'm sure people are running a city. I had a job and then I got on top of that. Dude, here's the thing. So I hosted, so Matt, 10 years ago, I worked at a tech network and they originally hired me to do a show about video games, but I wasn't really playing games as much then. So I was like, but sure, I needed, you know, I wanted to get back in the game. So literally, so I did it. And then um, they switched it to a show where we would all play games like late at night in this studio and we'd play like street fighter against each other and make bets. Like if you lose, I'm going to shave your head, stuff like that. <laughs> um, the funny thing is they canceled the show cause we had good, but not great ratings. And I kid you not, man, this was like six months right before Twitch launched. And oh, wow. there became an audience for just watching people play games. Yeah. So it's funny that I did this for like three months 
and had an yeah. amazing time just getting paid to hang out with a bunch of guys and like play NBA jam against each other and stuff. And then, yeah, yeah like now you can make Everywhere. millions of dollars just having yes, people you watch you play a game. Yep. hundred percent. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, it, it is. It is so weird when you see people just going on Twitch and watching other people play games. But Our kids in this generation, they, they love, that's their thing. They love watching. Oh. Their dream is to be that guy with all these people watching them mm -hmm. play video games. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it makes sense, right? Because Matt, like you were talking about, how many times sure. now that we're grown adults with jobs and responsibilities, like I don't just want to know how to do something in a game. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's just like, eh, I don't have time to unlock this. I'm just going to go watch somebody show me this little scene. So I think I want to see. So let me ask you that. Do you, so yeah, because I got that from the, those uh, Lost Levels mm -hmm. edition that you were talking about in Japan. I'm being dead serious. I really did watch a YouTube yeah. video playing it for like an hour. <laughs> I swear yeah. to you, one weekend. And it, I had to know what it was. Yeah, I'm not the one playing it. So Matt, why would you want to watch it? Because there's still some satisfaction that I got out of being able to say, okay, at least now I know what that was and yeah. everything about it without me having to go through it. No, it's uh, fun. And um, but it's kind of weird too, though, because when you think about game facts or the sites that tell you how to do stuff for Nintendo Power back game back, we come out game facts, FAQS is still out. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the I thing. Remember that. Yeah. But when you think about it, like it, it's not that different. Uh, if I'm gonna read a walkthrough that tells me exactly how to play this game, like why don't I just cut out the middleman and watch somebody else do the thing <laughs> rather right. than me have to like buy the game? read yeah. the guide spend the time like it, it is kind of an yeah. ultimate shortcut but we did that as kids though because how many times with the nest would you have the one friend that was amazing at games and you would just yeah. watch them play because they would get you to the next level they would show you how to beat it it was just easier you know that's true that that's yeah. true so my brother especially was a, kid. yeah yeah especially a game like punch out where you see like where you die yeah, i was just gonna say you know, Exact yeah. example I was going to use. Yeah. Oh geez. Oh, so Tom McCloskey, this takes me back, saying, "I wish YouTube existed when I couldn't clear minor 2049er." That's a game for the Atari 2600, Atari 800, 400. That's the first game that my family ever got hooked on back when I was a little kid, and none of us could beat it to this day. I got an emulator, uh, and I was playing it. I still can't beat the last level. Like that game is tough. It's a platform game where you're you just walking that? around. So you're in a mine and it's literally like Donkey Kong, you know, the way the levels are set up and you're just trying every time you walk over an area, it fills up the blank space. So you, what you essentially have to do is avoid monsters and just cover every inch of the level to clear the level. Okay. And it's difficult hmm. as hell because in the later levels, you're having to jump, you're having to like avoid things, you're having to like get out of the way before like things are going back and forth it's still a really tough game it's probably still that's on my bucket list like i've got to find a way to beat that game even with yeah. an emulator and being able to save it and restart it when i die i still can't clear the last level it's that difficult because yeah. and there's a time oh, limit too oh geez oh so we're about to hit on midnight so should we uh jump into raw or what do you guys think I mean, Matt and I can, if you want to go to bed, Raj, Matt and I will talk about <laughs> video games all night. Go on and on. But uh, yeah. we need to have this conversation again, though. Yes. Yeah. We we this I, isn't, I, uh, this isn't one and done. I'll tease it. Um, Tom McCoskey's in saying, did anyone have the game, Genie? Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, I did. Like, I, like, I cheated, but yes, I did. Some people say, <laughs> might say, I'm part of the reason why you were able to buy the game, Genie, in the U.S. But that's oh, a story wow, for another time. Are you all watching all of these amazing Easter eggs Glenn is giving us? 
Please tell me your video then or taking screenshots. I've, I've taken a drink every time Glenn <laughs> has somehow <laughs> been responsible for setting the video game systems the way if they I, are if today. I, if I wasn't born, you would never play Nintendo. I think you did tell me this. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've told this story before. Uh, it's how I bought my first car. Yeah, but you got to uh, repeat it because I don't man. remember the whole thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell it again. We, we don't have time tonight. It's a bit of a long story. but uh, I bought but, it. Yeah, uh, but I was involved in the trial. I was an expert witness in the trial of Nintendo versus Galoob Toys. Uh, when how, I was- out, how old were we when that came out? Well, I was 15 when I was in the trial. Um, so that would have been like 91. I mean, we're all the same age. I was still, I was still playing Nintendo. Yeah. That's yeah. I got it when it came out. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, so we'll, we'll tell that another time. But yes, Raj, let's talk about Monday Night Raw instead. <laughs> huh? Hey, Survivor Series, go home. So people say that Survivor Series is an A show. Do you guys do you guys buy that? Do you guys buy that Survivor Series is an A show? Not anymore, no. no. I used to. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, yeah. When it was a uh, th- those were the only times you would see the top stars like, you know, yeah, you and- see Goldberg beat Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship, for example. Like you see big things yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, but, but no, Money in the Bank stole its thunder a long time ago. I think Money in the Bank Elimination Chamber because those matches have stakes. And so people yeah. legitimately care who wins. Whereas with this, it doesn't matter who wins. But that being said, um, the two years where we had Raw versus SmackDown and Becky with the broken nose, that, that cool. year mattered. And then the NXT year mattered. I don't know I if it mattered. You know, I thought it did. Dude, the NXT, yeah. Yeah. Because it didn't mean anything the, the following week. No, Everything but, was still back to where it was. Okay, it's I'm gonna, bragging rights. NXT came in there and kicked ass, and yeah. it was like, yeah, I told you. Yeah, they they, I, I don't even think they mentioned it on TV after like the second week. Right? But if, it was like, but if you're a WWE fan who watches all three brands, that was like our right. Avengers Endgame or Infinity War yes. having everything come together. I thought I, I really did feel like that. I not sound like a complete nerd. I really did though. I was stoked that NXT was able to beat them. And some of the matchups that were created out of that. It was cool. You know what I mean? Because they weren't bringing but, them up a lot. But, you know, like Royal Rumble, that sets off a chain of events that, sure. that goes to WrestleMania. Yes. You, know, you know, like you don't We have... still think that's a hallmark pay-per-view, correct? Oh, yes, yeah. Royal Rumble, for sure. Royal Rumble. It's WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, right? in, in my opinion, okay. in that order. SummerSlam even anymore? Yeah, I think so because you still have the second biggest world title match of of, of the year usually on on SummerSlam. Who did we have this past SummerSlam? It was uh, Roman and Jey Uso, but hmm. it was kind of the uh, the climax of of the Bloodline storyline. I feel like the Bloodline storyline is kind of dissipating. Waning, it, it's yeah. definitely waning. Yeah, yeah. Well. And that's okay. So my beef with Survivor Series this year is it's not the Bloodline versus Judgment Day. Like in my mm-hmm. mind, that's the biggest thing WWE could do for that. Instead, we're getting a makeshift team against Judgment Day, which is okay. But the Bloodline, I, I mean, it's just they, they've really fumbled this with Roman being gone. Like Paul Heyman cannot be the the, the star of the Bloodline, which they've made him. It's like the Paul Heyman and Solo show. And I, I don't like that. Yeah. But it does make it so much more special when Roman is on. Like it feels like a big deal. Like back in the day, where how Hogan, when Hogan would come on TV, it felt like a huge deal. Yeah. You rarely on Saturdays wrestling. Hogan never wrestled Saturdays. Never. Very rarely. Yeah. Um, and if you, did you were see lucky him, to see. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but come on though, he's the champ, dude. That's being like, you know, my father was gone for the majority of my childhood, but those that occasional weekend when he was home really meant something. Dude, the the more someone wrestles, the less special it is. Like Seth Seth Rollins special, you know. I mean, the Seth Rollins wrestles, you know, a lot. It's it, mm-hmm. a Seth Rollins match is not anywhere near. Okay, as but big there's an in between. There's an in, but and Roman could do something. But just this idea that Paul's like, oh, I'm talking to the tribal chief. He's watching at home. Like this is just <laughs> right. Yes, <laughs> that is corny. Silly. This is but silly. but Roman has earned it. I mean, to, for how long he's been on top, like in the main event picture, there's not not many guys. I, I think the only other one is John Cena. That okay. has really I, I will, a full time schedule at this point. I will semi agree that he it feels more special when he's there. Let me ask you a question: Do you think that trade off is worth not having him there? So now, the, that angle is really deflating. Yeah, a lot of heat has come off that from where that was. It has the last couple. Go back. I, I think no, it's, I think I'm it's saying, done. Listen to me. Yeah. Go back to when Sami Zayn was mm-hmm. in the bloodline, and they were going. Yeah. That to me was its highest. Yeah. yeah, it peaked earlier this year for sure. Um, but who's and left though? But yeah, who's left for Roman? Because the problem is, Cody. oh, he's gone. He comes. Okay, so that that's it though. And if that's Cody it. loses again, there's no he's one. Yeah, <laughs> he's not gonna how, lose. How does the match even get set up? He's not even. Uh, I mean, how does it? I think he he wins the rumble, right? Or he wins elimination oh, chamber. One, of them. yeah. No, it's yeah. gonna be. Did he win the rumble last year? Yeah, he did. So I almost think you have LA Knight win the Rumble, go after I Seth wish. Rollins, and then you have uh, Cody win Elimination Chamber. Okay. I love all that. I'll take that. As long as LA goes on and wins the championship. Dude, he he's he's the guy. He's mm-hmm. I don't know I if he's so. bigger than Cody. I, I still think Cody is the guy to beat Roman, but uh, LA he, Knight. He, he is. He, he is. LA Knight's right there, and they need to keep him pumping because you, you're only as good as your next, next superstar. Yeah, strike um, when the iron's hot. Speaking of which, did you guys see the video of Logan Paul trying to pawn the U.S. championship? <laughs> I have watched him on random like networks yeah. and shows and just randoms. Um, but no, he tried to pawn it. Well, I mean, it's clearly a skit, but he's talking yes. to a pawn guy, and the pawn guy's like, "What do you want for his like hundred thousand? And he's like, "Who would I even sell this to?" And he's like, "I don't know, maybe Cody Rhodes or L.A. Knight or someone comes in here and wants to buy it." Dude, he's putting him over. He he just did it on um. Fox Business. They were asking him like all these business questions. He was completely deflecting all the yeah. questions. Yeah. Um, smart on his part, right? But he was yeah. playing up his stuff. How he mm-hmm. beat Rey Mysterio fair and square. Um, he gets it. He even on his own. Um, his brother's channel somehow popped up on my yeah. feed today because Logan was in it with the U.S. title. So I clicked on it, and even on that, he's doing skits on there, yeah. being a complete dicky cocky heel. Um, it- he's playing it up great. <laughs> To your, to your point, he's on Fox Business. Uh, Prime made $1.2 billion in sales last year. And what's he talking about? Being U.S. champion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Huge. he is so uh, smart. So smart yeah. to put that on him. And and he is just, he loves it. You could tell, like, he he's, a, he's a kid in a candy store. He yes. appreciates it. Yes. Uh, much respect to, to Yeah. Him. Yes. But, you know, that's. Say that, but yes. But, yeah. the, but the problem right now that they have is it's that if, uh, Vault or if Gunther has the title and he's not losing it anytime soon, Roman has the title, he's not losing it anytime soon. Um, 
It'll be yeah, like wh- yeah, where's the action? But and with Logan, the, he's not losing. He shouldn't lose it anytime soon if he's really sticking around. But, that, but that's how it should be. Title changes should be a big deal. Mm. Like it, w- when you have them change every other week, like you you did back in you know like the Attitude Era, like it, it, they were changing all the time. It didn't mean anything when the Godfather title. When the Intercontinental Title. It wasn't like he was elevated like you see yeah. Gunther. So, like, usually when somebody wins Intercontinental, the coolest part about that, a lot of yeah. wrestlers will exaggerate, like, yeah, that was the workhorse title. I was a big Ricky Steamboat fan. I really loved his work. Bullshit. You're in the 1980s just like I was. You thought he had a cool thing because he breathed fire like the rest of us little kids did. It was pretty cool. Right? Like, we weren't watching his arm drags back when we were little kids and little boys watching <laughs> No, you stuff. weren't sitting there Come as on. a child going, that's a very good rest spot. Yeah. No. Really important. Hell no! But you were you were, you were into that storyline where Macho Man dropped the bell on uh, Steamboat's throat. Incredibly worried like, about him. Incredibly yeah. worried about him. Yes, you're right because the storyline, but not the actual mm-hmm. wrestling. Part yeah, exactly. So yep. really, really quick, my point to this though is that you knew who's going to have the Intercontinental Championship. Wow, that's going to be the next big yeah. guy. That's going to be the right. next champion. Yeah. So like they need to get it back to that. And I think yeah, that kind of stopped with it's on Gunther. Yeah, they kind of st- that kind of stopped with Warrior. Like after that. Yes, it, it became. Yeah, I feel it did too. Yeah, like Warrior was kind of like the last who became. Or the Rock did too. Triple H. They 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 also had the. Oh, they we did. Before. They rebrought that back. You're right. Stone Cold, mm-hmm. Triple H, Rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. But, there but then you started having Road Dog and Godfather, and it just became, you know, Double yeah, J. It just talents instead of you know, yeah, right, yeah, being a, but, a, a, yeah something to elevate. The problem is, though, I don't want to watch a pay-per-view, a premium live event where it's like, well, the tag titles might change, but everything else is just going to stay the same. You know, it's just kind of boring. But it means that much more when it does. Don't yeah. you guys think wrestling fans are different today where they're not watching it the way we watch it or the way we especially used to watch it? That today, it, it unfortunately, it is now about the moves. It is now about... Hmm. Unfortunately, not storyline as much. Like that's why I don't think the ratings are what they they once were, because they have a fan base now they're catering to that are just not WWE, really AW and other shows as well. Yeah, just about the moves, the moves, the moves, the moves, and the athleticism. Um, and I think like they they're, they're catering the fans. Go like, look, we we're not stupid. We know you're not stupid. We know you know it's a work, fans. Hmm. So because everybody's all in on it together, you know, um. You know, kayfabe's completely dead. So we're just gonna, we're all gonna talk like we're on the same level. That you're in the business with us, and you're just sitting next to me in the locker room. I was going over my mat, like, so the specialness of it is that's why that's completely dissipated. Um, I feel like, with, yeah, I feel like with AEW, I mean? it, it, when they do focus on the stories, it works. Like when they do, you know, when they were doing MJF and Adam Cole. You could see it. It was really working. Like it was having an effect on ratings and everything. And then when they get away from that and it's just match quality, mm-hmm. you see that it's not, the ratings are falling. Their yeah. attendance is down. It um, all goes out of the shitter with me when they have the pressers though, Raj. They have pressers mm-hmm. where their heels are out there completely, unless they're smart like MJF. Yeah. They just, and Christian, you have a lot, the rest of them that don't stay in character whatsoever. And, yeah. and, and, and so again, I just think it's, why are people really watching nowadays? I think it's they say to be entertained. I think the newer, the younger fans, it's it's the moves. It's the mm-hmm. holy crap! Did you see so and so hit a triple indie flip? The guy, oh, that's the guy from you know, name some random uh, promotion in Japan nobody's ever heard of. 
El, remember El Vikingo? Everyone was going bananas when he debuted. Right. I and got he, a lot of shit for that one. <laughs> and when I remember it, and when I say everybody going bananas, I mean their base that's coming to the show no matter yeah. what they do. They go in the mm-hmm. middle ring, take a stinking dump in the middle of that ring. The fans are still coming back. Mm-hmm. They have their money every single week, right? So yeah, that's why I don't get why not try to change and try to draw mm-hmm. that. And, and Matt, your favorite when they're trying to pop the fans with their cosplay, you know, <laughs> that is, yeah, that's always good too. You know, like I, the guy that whose merch and t-shirt I just spent 1999 on coming out, worshiping a cartoon character or video just like game Ken character. from Street Fighter. That's wrong. That's what I was talking about. Like, can you imagine if Hulk Hogan did that? Like if Hulk Hogan came out as freaking fat Albert. <laughs> that strangely, that would not even be the most problematic thing he's ever done. <laughs> but like, no, okay, but give me another '80s uh, good cartoon. Um, Garf- no. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, if Macho right. Man came out dressed like Magnum PI, like, right. yeah, like, no, yeah, dude, you're the star. People should be dressing up like you, not you yes, dressing up like other people. That's what I, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yes, that Raj, what yeah. you just said. Yeah, you don't want you know <laughs> Macho Man dressing up like George Jefferson. No. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> hey, hey, hey. The Road Warriors yeah. doing some sick Smurfs tribute. Yeah. With their, it's like, with their, our Silver Spoons tribute. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, that's the thing. It's like devastated. But I mean, the culture is, is definitely different now. Pop culture is is really different. I mean, it's just it's so don't strange. Do you think that the, the fans nowadays think they're friends with these wrestlers? Yes. Like, that's why. A thousand percent. I feel that too. In fact, we've gone back on that. Okay. So here's the weird thing about social media. Sorry, Raj, Jimmy, cut you off. So as a okay. kid, mm-hmm. like, you know, my greatest uh, conundrum at 10 years old was how, how was I going to marry both of the twins from the sitcom Double Trouble? And I was like, I've, I'm going to come up with a plan to do this. But, I, you know, we were, as children, we wrote fan letters. We had dreams and ambitions. Then we got to the Attitude Era, and I was like, these are celebrities, and this is us. Social media now has changed it, and I'm guilty of it too. It's like Baron Corbin's replying to Raj to what you said about never having seen Bloodsport before you know or i make some joke about something that's kind of like an inside joke and Sami Zayn gets it and likes it like yes we do feel more of a connection now due to social media so i do think that that's actually been wildly successful for a lot of wrestlers i don't know that's ever gotten anybody the main event of mania but i think it's definitely helped a lot of people rise up and build a fan base but but Zach, i think the, the, the writer still yeah. cashing a, page, a big paycheck yeah. every single week doing it yeah but the guys that seem way larger in life right now who, who, who do you got roman reigns right he doesn't roman. do that and uh I, I feel like the more you do it the less larger than life you feel and uh i don't know i mean the, the rock answered me and retweeted me like a year ago I, but he's not he's not wrestling anymore that's true yeah um, yeah. but yeah, Roman doesn't tweet. Roman doesn't go on Twitter. Yeah. LA Knight doesn't. I mean, he's rarely doing that. And yeah. I feel like that's, he kind of gets it. Like he's Roman Reigns doesn't have like Instagram or nothing like that. I mean, like, I think he has the accounts, but he's not like, you're right. Hey, like, there's me and my kids. No, he's not right. Me. Yeah. It's not a lot of that. Right. I mean, a lot of wrestlers, it's just, um, stuff yeah. they're supposed to promote or charity work or, you know, but it's not, yeah. 
interactive. You, you could you could tell, and I don't mean this as a diss at all, but I could see where some people would think it. Like you could tell who's trying to work developing a fan base by really interacting. And I don't mean to be cynical about it. Yeah, you can yeah. say they like to give back no, and interact I, with people. Not. I see that from a mile away with lots of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know what though, man? I mean, to your point about Zack Ryder, like it's kind of what it takes to get over in this day and age, you know, from for most people. It's like you have to show that people care. And Matt, I'm sure you think about this too. It's like you have your social following because you are on national TV watched by millions of people a week and you, and you get to take that with you. You know what I mean? Like you still have all those followers now that you're not wrestling anymore. And if you want to promote something you're doing in Longwood, if you want to promote this podcast, mm. like they recognize that's their value to stay in touch with their fan base. So it kind of makes sense. I mean, in fact, you could argue yeah. that if you look at the Macardona Zack Ryder playbook, maybe mm. get on WWE, find a way to get to millions of followers. And then from there, figure out how you, that's going to sustain you to make a living the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, and just look at Logan. Age, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And, and just look at Logan Paul again, you know, like yeah. he, he's not out there being like, oh, that was the hardest match of my life or, you know, acting like it's real. But he's able to use winning the title as a, a way to draw engagement and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and doing it beautifully. Like uh, he, he doesn't he, dump he has, on it. He doesn't right. dump on it. He doesn't make me feel like an idiot for watching his video. Like, like I, I don't yeah. know how to explain it. He's doing a per he's playing it perfectly in the middle somehow. Because yeah. yeah. I, I hate when wrestlers like act like when they're on social, they're like, I'm gonna get you this Thursday. And it's like, eh, Wait, know. you know, it's just who was that guy in <laughs> AEW that like was giving me shit because I said something? And I was like, Yeah, I was replying to your tweet where you made it sound like you were gonna win a match that was pre-taped and you lost three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, wait, I can't somebody, remember who it was. It's a wrestler in AEW, not a major one. But this happened. <laughs> yeah, it was like QT Marshall or somebody. Yeah. Uh, it was somebody that was like, oh, watch me go out there and win this match. And I said something and he was like, screw you, you Mark. And I was like, yeah, you're trying to put over, you're going to win this. And we all know there was all that at a time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. it's 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 a weird era right now. Um, yeah. but it's still fun. But I don't know. I mean, it's like so you know, it's it's like everything with social media in a way we're all more connected than ever, but most people just leads them to complain mm -hmm. more and have dissatisfaction. I, I mean, there's certain uh, it, things in, in wrestling you guys yeah. I really enjoy watching. There's certain angles, mm -hmm. very few there's some wrestlers I really, really like watching. A lot of them maybe are friends, yeah. and there's that reason too. But if I'm being honest, ultimately. When I watch wrestling today, I'm watching it with the hope it goes well, that it mm. does well, that lots of people watch this and these guys make lots of money. Like, so I watch it with yeah. a lot of hope. I do got to say the ending of Raw tonight was pretty good with, with Drew McIntyre kind of, you know, shaking Rhea Ripley's hand. I, I thought that was a, a good ending because it's been the same shit for like five months, you know, with uh, no, it was a good every week. Makes you think. Yeah, exactly. And so finally, it's like something happened. So. They haven't been doing cliffhangers as they've been getting. Actually, there's been a few here and there, but like for years, they've gone without them for so damn long. But yeah. you're right. That was a really good way to end it, I thought. Yeah. Especially because SmackDown, they still do the cliffhangers here and there, especially with the blood. Yes. Lines, but Raw yes. hasn't hasn't been as much. So I thought I thought it was a good one. Mm -hmm. And Drew is just awesome in this role. He, him as a heel, oh. feeling he's justified because you get where he's coming from too. Because he's not—he uh, did get screwed over, you know, screwed over, over and over. And so you get 
his point of view. And it's like sure. that Bret Hart 97, you know, where we're sure he's he's making sense. And I, I'm happy to see it because I don't want to see him as a baby face again. I don't yeah. not that I don't mind into him. He looks like a million bucks. Look, the guy's jacked, he's tall, he's great looking, he's great in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's got everything you can have want to have as a as a main yeah. event wrestler. But it's bored because of what they've done with him as a baby face, unfortunately. So this will be good. I'm excited to see what they do with it. Way more important than my point just now, you guys and and uh, people watching right now, is how about back? It's circa 1986. Hogan comes out to the ring. And instead of wearing his normal yellow and red, he's dressed up as Lion-O from Thundercats. Wait, wait, with the blue and white? Dad, get it? He dressed up as another character. Isn't it so cool? No. I would back my television in, and then I would swear off wrestling for the rest of my life. Because my golden goose, my favorite Hulk Hogan was, uh, you know, yeah, not being himself. You know what I mean? And yeah. And being a complete like mark. Yeah. Yeah. I hated when Hogan, remember for a little bit, he was wearing that helmet with the fist on it? I hated it. Oh, it's like that's it's not Hogan. Change of character, but still, it still annoyed me. I agree with you. It, yeah, it's like no Hogan is doesn't Yellow need a red. helmet to yeah. Keep it simple, Hogan. Like like yeah. <laughs> you guys should have talked oh. way louder than that for Hulk Hogan coming out with Lion O in my that's dramatic game. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, the, the Mega Powers could have done some rad Care Bears cosplay and put Ooh, their emotions yeah. on their stomach. You know. Uh, hey, 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 it's the Fat Albert Christmas special. Dude, you did that you guys one? see did that one? Did you guys see Nash's comment that Seth Rollins was like Macho Man? Yeah, I saw that. Oh my God. What the wait, wait, hang on. Break. Physically, the way he looks as well, a little bit, maybe. But, he, but Macho know. Man always seemed real. Like he doesn't seem like he was acting. Whereas Rollins with his laughing. And yeah, the, the laugh is the ha-ha. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, yes. But physically, if you're looking at him. Okay. He's a very good wrestler. Yes. But Macho I, Man I, was. I don't know. Physically, yeah. I can kind of see the, the mustache, the hair. But as far as much, the act goes. He's much bigger than him, by the way. Much bigger than Macho it's not as good. It's not as good. Macho Man seemed more natural because, yeah, Seth does seem like he's forcing it a lot of the time. He's, he's completely acting. It's not who he is yeah, in real yeah. life, right? But Macho but Man Mach never seemed like he's him. acting. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think Macho eventually became his character? Yes. Probably. A thousand percent. I, I, I kind of do, too. There's two Because episodes, his voice, yeah. he would do that mm-hmm. with, with his friends. Like that, that's how he two was episodes where he's yeah. a guest on Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew in the 90s. You can find them online. They're on YouTube. Yeah, like two hours of him like commenting on calls and stuff and talking. And it's like, oh, yeah, he became Macho Man. Yeah. Not an act. No. Yeah. Oh, Lanny Poffo said it was because of uh, all the weed he smoked. Like that, that changed his <laughs> voice. But, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Hmm. But uh, Macho Man was the man. Like he was authentic. He, so your parents didn't smarten you up. They'll be honest, guys. Your parents, like, I'll never forget this because he said boisterous in the middle of a promo. Um, <laughs> and my my mom's like, Macho? Why, saying, why? I swear to God, be boisterous. Whoever was in the video, somebody else was in it with him in a backstage mm-hmm. segment. Tag partner, makeshift tag partner, something. Maybe it was Elizabeth who yelled it too. I swear to God. 
And my mom was like, what? Boisterous. And my my dad's like, you got to be kidding me. Like, covering his head like this. And for the first time, like, my dad's a huge wrestling fan. But, like, I felt a little silly about wrestling for a minute, right? Just for that one millisecond. And my parents going back and forth mm. of kind of laughing at it mm. made me think, like, okay, so this dude's really over the top. He's they explained yeah. to me he's acting like that's yeah not really he walks around the city talking like that i'm like yes and yeah. and they're like matt no matt these are characters and they had to re-remind me again like fifty thousand times throughout my childhood that wrestling isn't real but he could improvise though uh did, did you but, did you ever did you ever meet macho man i wish god no uh, Didn't yeah i never did either I, I i i would talk to lanny poffo all the time but hmm. never uh never met macho man was he your favorite he was mine uh, all time. So your posters in your room, all that crap. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I had uh, I I was Macho Man a, a few years for Halloween. He, he had the coolest T-shirt, in my opinion. Um, the the pink, the purple. Yeah. yeah. When that first came out, that was the coolest T-shirt in the whole lineup that you'd see in the magazine. Yeah. yeah. And he just is such a unique character. Like anytime he, someone does it, you know exactly who you're talking about. Like I, I, I'm not going to do Nick Jackson, and you're going to be like, "Oh, that's Nick Jackson." <laughs> that could be any wrestler today. That is true. Right. Yes. There's, I mean, credit <laughs> to yeah. Seth. Yeah, that's okay. where I weigh you now. Credit to Seth and Roman. There are very few wrestlers that you could imitate now yeah. that people would get on the first try. Right. Um. Even if you dressed like them for Halloween, I bought a few different costumes. One was the Bray Wyatt, like the sweater, the Firefly Funhouse. I go oh, out, yeah. and my wife's like, I was like, so you got a new sweater? I'm like, no, it's supposed to be Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even with Issa, I show up on the Wink podcast, and I got the sweatpants to be Huskus the pig, and I had chocolate bar. And Issa's uh, like, you Chad good. Gable? I'm like, no, it's Huskus. <laughs> <laughs> like so there's very few wrestlers you could do an impression of i'll say la Knight, seth yeah. like but there's not enough catchphrases anymore so maybe these guys haven't figured out la this is where la Knight has it LA dialed Knight. in he knows yeah yes. yeah has taken over like that's become yeah. the new woo you know like uh it, i uh, like when i when i go to aew now you know that's what they're saying they're doing the yeah they're not doing woo anymore wait so, what at aew they're chanting uh, yeah 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 after the shows they're they're doing the yeah wow at aew at aew yeah interesting Uh, um but i think yeet has become like there's very few that's gonna yeah i mean uh, like a piece of yeet is that a usos thing or is that a general pop culture thing Uh, the usos appropriated it from general pop culture, but I mean, but look how much wrestling just kind of took something that was going on and made it their own. I was going to say though, uh, a piece of me died uh, when I saw Chad Gable doing the shoosh thing, but you know what? At least he's got a catchphrase now. He tried something and you know, it it does work when he does do it. It's not shorty G. Yeah. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think, but yeah, you need something um sammy zane briefly had the my dog thing that kind of he caught on but yeah it, it is no, weird when he had what do you, wait 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 he had what do you call it um Usi, Usi, yes Usi was yeah. the thing doesn't work anymore they, he can't really they really ruined the opportunity with that they should have let that just in my opinion just i know more and, more and, and they more had that more. that five that they did the yeah man that would have been i wish they would have kept going with sammy in the bloodline i really do 
That was so yeah. funny. That was it was great. TV. It was great, but I'm glad that Sammy didn't beat Roman. Like so many people wanted Sammy to beat Roman for the title, and uh, Sammy I is didn't over be- in the storyline, but outside of the storyline, he's okay, not. But he's not. But the reason you didn't want him to win is because you don't think he's a champion, or two is because you want it to be Cody, correct? Cody. Uh, well, I, I I just don't. Somebody beat Roman, you want it to be Cody. You want it to be someone who can legitimately be the face of the company. I mean, Sammy would be an interesting choice, but I don't know that. I love Sammy, but I just don't think outside of that storyline, like once he's feuding with people outside the bloodline, I don't think it has that interest that Roman versus other people has. No, when you say that is because of his physicality, do you say that because no. of that? His look? No, no, no. No, I just think in general, like, uh, it's not like Cody. Like Cody uh, doesn't need to be feuding with the bloodline to be a main, you know, like his yeah. his feuds are still main event. Because today is very different. These guys don't have to be bodybuilder. Muscle, no, no. I mean, not Cody's like, not. I mean, he's in shape. He's in good shape. Sure. He's in very good shape. Yeah. I think if but Sammy, he's not like. Yeah. If Sammy shaved and cut his hair again so he didn't look like Captain Caveman, I do think he could legitimately be one mm-hmm. of the company's top guys. Yeah, I mean, he's I'm, handsome when he cleans up. He's a great interview. He's a yeah, perfect very thoughtful. There in interviews and make the company look good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he is one of the top guys, but there is a. I know, know he's, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, with Cody, it'll be interesting. I think the bigger problem is there's only so many people that are in the main event scene right now. That's this is the problem with Roman having run through everybody because it's like, okay, great, you're gonna have Cody, L.A. Knight. Uh, Gunther, Seth Rollins. No more Drew. Yeah, like who's gonna... And, and Drew, I love Drew McIntyre, but Drew, when he was champion, no. that wasn't setting the world on fire. He's gonna be a yeah. heel. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a great heel. Yeah. But uh, it just, you know, Roman shouldn't lose just because it's his time to, you know, like mm. it's his turn to lose. He should lose when it's right. And you gotta get the right guy who's really on fire and you know, if Cody loses steam, he shouldn't beat Roman. You know, we'll see where he is at Mania. But if do you he's think, do you think that's fair to make a guy go two years with their crappy ass writing being what gave, is the barometer on getting yeah. that guy super red hot, like you're saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the talent, but it's also on the writers to set a matchup where this guy beats this guy. That still has to happen with a Ben. Yeah. Um, and, and that helps get guys over. And I hate when creative or former writers try to get away from saying that it's important if somebody wins or loses. It absolutely is when you're crescendoing, yes. favorite word, right, Glenn? Um, yes. Going up, rather, um, on their march to becoming some sort of champion. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. And I think... But I think they've been doing a good job with Cody. You know, I do kind of think if he would have beaten Roman at this last Mania, mm-hmm. that fans would have probably turned on him. Uh, and I Cody? think by by having him do more of a chase, uh, it's going to mean that much more when he finally wins it. I do. I I, 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 yes, yes, I agree. I just this other this stupid stuff they have him doing. They got to be careful with with him buddying up with this person and them being in a buddy cop movie the next week with somebody else. Like they did got like, that's corny. He's kind of sting. He's like 1990. Yeah. Sting. yeah. <laughs> no, I think Cody was when Cody came back 
and it's and everyone was like, oh, he's Sammy's not going to beat him because Cody's going to beat him. I think Cody yeah. seemed at the the double S tier uh, of of the highest level of WWE, and now I think he's he's down. He's top yeah. tier, but he's not at the highest. He's a tier. little bit below where, yeah. Because I mean, Matt, you've talked about this before. Um, like sometimes who you're competing against and who you're sharing segments with, like it can rub off yeah. all, on you in a good way or a bad way. A which bad isn't way. to say that you know Jay Uso or Sami Zayn or these guys are a right. lesser, but it's just right. that it takes away from Cody's unique specialness as a single superstar. Um, yes. well, yeah. Well, I think they're in a holding period right now, too, because sure. Raw, you know, in the fall, they're just like killing time until they get to rumble season. Right. Like uh, there's so like that's no what I'm talking no. about. So what do you do with Cody? That's what I'm saying about the risk of waiting two years mm-hmm. of a guy that you're supposed to be doing this with. Yeah, you could do a little bit of this here and then go back up again. But you cannot do this with. And so I so I kind of feel like he's list. this right now. And and then come January, not for too long. You cannot expect the fans to come along with this yeah. going with plateauing for too long, though. Yeah, no, I agree. But especially uh, I, with I, LA Knight breathing down his throat. Yeah, his that's throat. the other mm-hmm. problem. Um, it's that when Bang someone else promos. gets super hot. Um, I thought it was weird he didn't win the world heavyweight championship for Cody, but I get because it'll be more special when he beats Roman. But I would have thought that yeah. was his consolation belt. What you mean? He beat Seth Rollins. You mean? No, yeah, I thought he would be the champion of Raw, and that. Would oh be... yes, when they created it, I did yeah. too. Why did they do that? I think I he. Know. I think. I think Cody beating Roman is the story. And so yeah, I think because it could have been champion versus champion. I don't know. Yeah, Man. but they think it'll mean more if we wait because he's not winning the Intercontinental Championship. Like, yeah, he not have it. I mean, he had the tag belt, and that was it. Yeah, which doesn't. And that was such a hot potato. Not a real belt. <laughs> But they got to split right. those up. It's ridiculous right now to have one set of belts across both brands. It makes the tag division so irrelevant. Yeah. But we'll see. Survivor Series will be interesting. Yeah. Anything else before we wrap this up? Because it's almost uh, it's 1230 on the East Coast. Yeah. Hopefully you fans out there have been watching my boy, Wembayama, rip up the NBA. Put 38 on Kevin Durant's ass. Oh. Other than that, hope you all have a great night. Yes. And please take a second to like and subscribe. It definitely helps us out tremendously. You know, we're yeah. still new. We, we've just started this. It's This is our 11th episode. So uh, those, uh, the likes and subscribes really helps us out with the YouTube algorithm. So uh, please take a second. We really appreciate it. And yeah, we'll, we'll be back. Yeah, next week. Uh, so yeah, follow Matt, BP, Matt Morgan, Rogers at the Raj Geary. I'm Matt Klein Rubenstein. Have a great week, everyone. We'll catch you back here next time on Gigantic Pop. Take care.